What is going on, y'all? What's going on, guys? Welcome, Welcome to the NG Podcast. Podcast. As you guys know, <clears throat> it's me, Jeremy, the co-host. But wait a minute. I'm not Tim. Oh, that's crazy, huh? So you guys, unfortunately, if you guys don't know, Timmy is not able to be here this Thursday for the NG Podcast. So our boy, Manny, the man in the chair, the backseat, but truly runs the whole heart of the situation here. The whole the whole shebang, the shebang right? The uh, the mothership is Manny. No, I got okay. right here to the right of me. And so I'm super stoked um, to go through this awesome episode. Yeah. And have Manny here with us. So it's going to be a good so. time, you guys. It's going to be a good time. Um, with that being said, though, like Manny, how's your week? Good week. Good? Good week. How's it feel to be like now in the spotlight? Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I've never been in the spotlight. Never been in the spotlight, Boys, eh? In the shadows. Oh, in the back. In the dark. <laughs> right? No, it's cool. Uh, Tim brought it up to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of it, but I was like, it'd be a cool little opportunity. Yeah. And he's away at his uh, conference right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking about something, I forgot what it was, but we're here. Yeah. Here to have Glad a good time. Yeah. And so I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, speaking of spotlight, it's going to be very interesting topic today you guys um because we're kind of diving into just some fun stuff um breaking down a lot of interesting topics um but just like first manny this sunday what we got going on super Super bowl Bowl, right it's crazy the whole world is just getting ready for this sunday we got the chiefs the 49ers battling out for dude i don't even what number super bowl is this like uh 50 50 something 50 i don't even know y'all it's crazy pull that up. <laughs> there's too many Bo pull that up um <laughs> yeah you guys 50 something but our backup man in the chair you guys is Bo. he's in the yeah, back Bo with us back. chilling so allowing us to now have many up here Very so it's awesome. pretty interesting pretty cool 58 50, i was close 57 50. so super bowl 58, super bowl 58. um yeah. it's gonna be an absolute crazy crazy good. game i think it's gonna be pretty interesting pretty interesting for sure um but it's even always more interesting. I always find wilder than Super Bowl itself is halftime. Yeah. Like every time shows. it's just. It's always something new. They got someone else up there with some crazy show madness going on. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd, right? But this year we got Usher, the halftime show, right? Mm-hmm. How do you That's feel about new. that? I think it's a step up from Beyonce. Yeah. Rihanna. <laughs> I haven't heard his music in a while, but I'm Same. Com- confident it'll be maybe better than last year's. Yeah. I want to say. Hmm. I, I agree. I like the one, was it two years ago? Like a little 90s bit? Well, they had like Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. They had like Snoop. Yeah, Dre. Yeah. They had like all the dudes from like classic good old, good old like rap. you know that, that rap era in the 90s mm-hmm. for sure. And I like that. That was a good one. That was a good halftime show. Um, but yeah, I think this creative. one. We'll be a step up from last year, yeah. um, hopefully. So fingers crossed on that one. Mm. Um, yeah. But just going back into that, right? We have our Super Bowl halftime show. You guys, once again, we get all of our news. Things coming here from our outlet that we get is the pour over on Instagram. Over. So if you guys mm-hmm. are able to ever check it out, you guys, daily readings um, on just what's going current in the world. Um, so shout out to the pour over news on um, Instagram. We like to follow them. We have their uh, stuff that we pull up a lot. Um mm. But just really good, interesting stuff, not only tying into news, but the biggest aspect is our eternal purpose or the aspect and um, just how they equate not just the situation, but how it we should uh, react as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very cool um, looking into that because um, I think it's very important. It's very important. You know, it's, it involves our lives for mm-hmm. Christians. How do we react to certain things that are going on in the world? Um, but like Super Bowl, you know, the interesting thing that I think is the biggest kind of equation here with the Super Bowl obviously is we have the 49ers their quarterback right we got Brock Purdy Brock Purdy Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy the guy the man who's going to be in the spotlight okay and Mm -hmm. that's our main topic for this whole this this episode is Mm -hmm. um how do we view um the spotlight as Christians how do we view being on stage whether it's performance whether it's on that that sports arena stage how are we supposed to view that spotlight and take it um as christians and um our purpose behind it mm-hmm. right um and especially for hey, all my athletes out there in the in the youth like this is a very interesting topic to go into and just i think it's very important especially if you guys are wanting to pursue that professionally going into that for a living it's uh it's huge because yeah. sports industry has been around for a long time and it's one of the biggest it's in huge. the world yeah. multi multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. all over the world 
Um, we got football, you know, that's one of the biggest of the U.S. sport. Um, and Super Bowl is one of the biggest things. And we have this one guy who's mm-hmm. leading the charge. Obviously, the quarterback is that main guy mm-hmm. on the team for football. Um, how is he going to uh, glorify God in this spotlight? Um, and uh, just going right into our first question, Manny, um, how do you think um, playing on stage, how do you think we as Christians should play on stage without showing pride? Man. Colossians 3.23, do whatever you do with your heart and you do it for the glory of God. Mm. Um, I played basketball. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. It was for the rec league up here in Asperia. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you win, you, you want to give yourself the credit because, you know, you did all the hard work and everything. Um, and so it's really easy to lose sight of God in that aspect. Yeah. When you're, you're feeling really high and mighty about yourself. Um, the best way that I found to not show pride in that aspect is I humble myself before I go into that game. I was trying to pray with my, my teammates. Mm. I was praying with myself. And that's usually when we did really good, when we had a lot of winning games. Yeah. So when we were praying with each other, even if they didn't want to hear it, um, it kind of set us off on that tone. And in the end, it helped me not be as prideful as I could have been. Um, Absolutely. Because there is a difference between pride, which is a sin, uh, that talks about that very clearly in the Bible, and there is a difference between that and godly confidence. Mm. And so we can have godly confidence as giving that reverence back to him, acknowledging he's the reason that we have yeah. uh, that win or whatever it is, um, and that's that's okay. It's the problem when it becomes evil within ourselves and we start praising ourselves mm. instead of him no i think that's that's key for sure and i think that's where the lines get blurred a lot is where that confidence and that pride mix yeah. um because it, it's really easy especially in sports um especially if you guys don't know i come from a a, a sport where fighting um i never played a lot of team sports um it's one of those things where like when i'm on stage it's me how do i perform um, and so it's one of those big things where, like, if I mess up, it's on my fault. It's all on my end. Um, but if I succeed, it's like I did that. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things where it can be very tempting and very challenging um, to look at victories in sports and take on that that I did the hard work. I put in. We did this. Like, I think in the position of uh, Brock Verdi right here, it's he's a quarterback, right? He's the man mm-hmm. making the plays. He's throwing the ball. He's passing it. He's doing these things where yeah. – Literally, without that quarterback, they would not be able to have an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a way, all that spotlight is on him, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting um, that that position. It's it's a challenging place to be in, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the cool things that I liked. Um, if you guys saw, Bo pulled up um, on the little slide is um, Brock Purdy just got interviewed, and one of his responses that he put down is, "I already have what I need from the Good Shepherd in Jesus." And that was really cool of him to say that because um, it's one of those things where so many people, I think there comes the questions when you're going up to the big game day, people ask, are you ready? Yeah. Like, you ready? Are you ready? How mm-hmm. you feeling? Like, you prepared? You trained? And it's one of those things where, like, in sports, you could always do more. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. always you could do more. Um, you could always push harder. You could, on that one day that, oh, in my strength condition, I could have I benched three more reps. You know, on that one, that sprint drill, I could have done two more sprints. Like, it's always on that one thing. Yeah. Or it's like that day you're just dying and you just don't have it, but you're like, I know I can push. I know I can push. Um, mm-hmm. You can always do more, but it's also when it comes down to that that com- that content where you know that it's no longer in my hands, it's in God's hands. What happens on that day, it's going to happen, it's right? Because ultimately what happens on that Super Bowl day is going to happen on that Super Bowl day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It's it's God has that prediction over that He has that not so much prediction but that hand over that yeah. that day for sure, yeah. um, and I think it's really important as Christians that yes, we're physically working. Sports are difficult, um, but it's not on our own account for yeah. sure. Um, it's very very interesting in that area. Yeah. And then I'd say too, it's like it's there's a double aspect of it where. You're on stage, you're performing, but who are you performing for? Yep. I think it's a huge aspect of your heart 
because um, mm-hmm. when it comes into that pride, it's like ultimately who are you, who are you doing, doing this for? Is myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you go on to that that stage, that spotlight, who are you performing for? And when you set your heart and your eyes on, I'm doing this for Christ, is where it it's huge. Because um, even a lot of like secular athletes in the day, they'll compete for charity. Mm-hmm. They'll compete for yeah. that Make a Wish kid that's in the stands over there, and that's yeah. a very noble cause, and I think that's very awesome. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, that's still a lot of times is used as publicity for them well, to yeah. s- promote themselves, mm-hmm. um, to make them look good. Um, and I think there's a, that that's it's a very big blur um, mm-hmm. in those areas and those fine lines between having that confidence that I can do my sport, that I'm a good athlete, I'm, I'm top of the world. NFL is the number one football. It is the highest stage in football. Mm-hmm. You're in the Super Bowl. That's the highest award in football. Now you're the quarterback leading the team in that game. You are essentially leading that highest game possible in your career. Um, it, it can get it can get crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's cool that you know he was able to acknowledge that right mm-hmm. off the bat in an yeah. interview before the game starts. So that way people know where his mindset is, where his heart is. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, you know, a lot of people do it for, you know, you know, secular reasons, publicity. Yeah. Uh, You could do it for charity, but yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great way where you go right into Philippians two, Mm -hmm. um, two verses three. And it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And then verse four says, everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Um, and that's where that 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 pride we have to literally set it aside no. right it's not just looking at what can i do in this game for me um i'm gonna make money i'm gonna do this yeah obviously um but it's like who who else who are you doing it for who now? can i do it for right and a lot of people mm-hmm. compete it's their livelihood right this is how they're paying the bills this is how they're supporting their family mm-hmm. um and it's a very very hard thing to to do right sports yeah. are tough it's one of the most competitive industries in the world um for a reason um because mm-hmm. you know especially like guys we like we like competition we like fighting yeah. right and it's like it's very funny too because it's like uh it's a saying i heard on um a podcast the other uh week i was listening to and it's like when you fight for a, uh, an athlete in your high school it was like we're literally equating it back to it's like when you go out and you put those those colors on from your school yep. and you go out and you fight another school and you're literally going up against them it's like thousands of years ago a tribe would have just went over and like killed the other tribe or fought the other tribe where it's like now we live in a, a world where that is our warfare. That's mm-hmm. how we fight. Yeah. And it's one of those aspects that I thought was very interesting that I was like, I've never looked at sports that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're literally like, it's just modern day warfare that we're doing where people aren't getting killed, yeah. but it's like a competitive rule yeah, aspect yeah. that I think is really cool. Um, and I think that's a big reason too why a lot of guys focus more towards sports. Um, but yeah going right into that right mm-hmm. um as an athlete personally um i've grown up my whole life competing um doing jiu-jitsu mma um i've competed on some of the highest stages in jiu-jitsu and it's a very interesting thing and in an aspect that i've always looked to glorify the lord in my work and on that platform um not just because it's like to what I felt I needed to do, but it's like one of those things where like I was raised up that I was like when I started doing jiu-jitsu as a little kid, four years old, I was new in the church. I was just getting my face started, all that sort of stuff. But it was like as I got older, it started to really become my focus and I wanted like everything was in it to do professionally. Um and it was like I had to really check myself for sure. Um, because in twenty nineteen it was like my biggest year of competing. I competed in like six or seven different competitions. Um some of them local, some of them national, and then two of them were world international tier. Mm-hmm. The Pan American Championships, I took second in in Gi, um, and then the Nogi Worlds came in December. And, like, that whole year I was competing. I was did five tournaments, um, took second in Pan Ams, won Naga, won um, Grappling Quest, like, won a bunch of tournaments going up to it. Yeah. Training literally six days a week, like, two hours, three hours in the gym like hard rolls eating clean i had to cut down to 160 for the the world championships and like i was ready mm-hmm. everything i did like all my mindset was focused on that tournament i was ready i was like i was looking for that world championship that's what i wanted i was like i'm a 16 year old blue belt first rules i'm looking to go out there and win i wanted that gold 
And I think it was like, it was one of those things where in sports, our minds become obsessive. Mm-hmm. Um, we want that stage. Um, we want that, that, that reward, that trophy, that gold. I think gold just takes over the mind sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things was like, you're so hungry for it. It's like consumes you. It's like all I was thinking about too, even on my off time, I was like looking up jets videos, things on Instagram, mm-hmm, YouTube. Yeah. I was just looking at stuff like, Oh, defenses, stuff like that. Um, I was like, how can I apply that to my game? Does that actually work? Like practicing stuff. Um, looking at some of the best grapplers in the world. Like everything I was doing was just like jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu. Um, and then it came down to that day where I was like, in that day I was like, all right, cool. Made weight started stretching i prayed i was like ready to go um and even my mindset was on that aspect it was like i had to check myself because i was like in front of all these people in the bullpen ready to go my heart started to pound i was like dude Mm -hmm. i got like my i got my people up in the stands watching me i got these guys that i can see my competition i'm gonna fight against and i was like bro my heart started to pound and it was just a second where i had to like check myself and i was like relax mm-hmm. what are you here for and i was like even if i go out there and i lose who's gonna care yeah right i'm gonna beat myself up over it but it was like one of those things where it's like i'm not here to prove myself but it's also in that aspect of like yeah i want that win i'm yeah. going for that win but how do i balance that between my faith and yeah. that win and mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest things too i think in sports in general it's mm-hmm. very difficult and i think a very easy place to turn to and i think it's a really cool scripture is in first corinthians we got chapter 9 um verses 24 through 27 and it goes into uh don't you know that the runners in the stadium all race but only one receives the prize run in such a way to win the prize i think this verse right here in 24 it like really stood out to me especially yeah. reading into this is like because as an athlete you're always looking for that gold Yep. Like to be number one in the world is always the big thing is the best, like yeah. your outcome that you want as an mm-hmm. athlete. Um, and right here is like, most of the time we feel like that is such like a selfish goal. Mm-hmm. But I think also it's like right here in verse 24, it's like everybody competes and only one person wins. Mm-hmm. So like if you're running, run to win. Yep. And I think that's very interesting that it points that out. And then going into verses 25, it says now everyone who competes, exercises self-control in everything they do it um to receive a perishable crown but when they um when an imperishable sorry they do it to receive an imperishable crown but we an imperishable crown so i do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating in air instead i discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I think it was a very interesting thing where it goes into self-control in everything. Because yep. in athletes, for me, we have self-control in the physical aspect. I'm training every single day. I have to eat now. Mm-hmm. Cutting weight for fighting. And then it goes into that. It's a huge mental game. I think sports is a huge mental game. And I think it's a lot of people... One don't necessarily like put that out enough. Yeah. I think sports is being in that spotlight. I think is more mental than physical. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like in the fighting we have, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Yeah. Like when it comes down to it, like your mental capacity is carrying you through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that self control comes down to not just your training, but I think your, your purpose, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was one of those biggest things where, shoot i fought my mma debut i was training cutting weight for everything um this is the thing i thought i wanted to do for a living and go professional in and then i got depressed in my fight camp and i was like why Mm -hmm. like this is the thing i wanted to do the most in my life well now my mental state is just plummeted and it's one of the biggest things that god had to check me in my heart and my mind where Mm -hmm. was my self-control and why was i doing this i was doing it just to make money and i want to do this for a living and be the number one champion in the world yeah. But God was like, no, I have purpose for you. That is a worldly mm-hmm. crown, whereas no, you have a different purpose. And yeah. I think it was very cool um, to illustrate that, that self-control mm-hmm. that we need, especially as athletes. Yeah. And like uh, James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Mm. 
that's the biggest thing you could do because yeah. you have to remember when you're humbling yourself you're doing it for god and in front of him mm-hmm. and so that's really gonna it's gonna set you apart and it's gonna get your mind ready even when you're beating yourself up in in those times yeah it's like okay i'm gonna humble myself now i'm gonna see the goal see what i'm doing but i'm doing it for god you know mm. and so that's the the biggest thing is when you can recognize what you're doing it for even if you're beating yourself up over something yeah you have to realize that there's always a greater plan for you whether it is or it isn't that for you yeah it's it shouldn't matter it's just going to be it's going to strengthen your relationship with god in the in the the end yeah and then i think i think one of the biggest things too for like those in the youth we got our guys like ernie we play soccer right we got um david we're going into tennis we got um addy run cross country like things like that sports is huge and if you're wanting to get into sports too it's one of those things like number one i think if you're wanting to compete in a sport you're wanting to go into it what are your goals behind it Mm -hmm. because not everybody i think doing sports has the aspect of i'm going to become the number one in the world right when you did basketball you're like i'm going to the nba nope (laughs) yeah right you're maybe just doing it like some people just do it for the physical like just get fit just Mm -hmm. learn something new be coordinated push themselves in something and i think that's amazing um and i think having goals like that is a great way to get into sports mm-hmm. um when you start getting into them i think it it has to be a real big check of that self-control like in first corinthians yeah. it talks about um because how easy it to, is it to get hooked on sports yeah, it's, it's really easy, easy right for me like jujitsu it it encompassed everything i did to where it i crossed the line and like that became my life not christ mm-hmm. and then god had to correct you from that yeah and it was one of the biggest things where it's like in doing so, if you're going to your sport with the intent, like, I'm doing this for the Lord so he can establish his purpose in the sport through me, that's that's a great way to look at it. And I think that's an incredible thing to do. And I think it takes a lot of self-control to compete and do something like that, not for yourself. Yeah. Um, and even then, I think it talks about, too, like, some people you have, Brock Birdie, he's literally at the, the highest stage now mm-hmm. if you think about it he is like if he wins he's the champion mm-hmm. right super bowl champions and i think it comes down to like how can you use that victory and that championship to display god's work mm-hmm. um and i think it's it's huge and i think one of the biggest things too is like how do we use that and i think athletes have so much to speak for because it's one of those things like there's so much discipline in sport. There's so much competition. There's so much like a lot of wisdom is grown in sports, yeah. right? When you look at some of your mentors in life growing up, how many can say like my high school coach, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are like my high school coach. I looked up to a lot. Um, he did a lot for me. For me is Alex at the gym. Like I grown up with him since I was eight training with him literally shoot at least two, three hours a day for the last 13 years. Like I've spent so much time with this man and he's helped me in so many ways. Like he's definitely one of the most like inspirational people in my life. Um, so there's so much wisdom that comes from sports that I think being a witness as an athlete is key is huge. Yeah. Um, that's one of my other things like Hebrews 10 or Hebrews 11, uh, I can English Hebrews 12 verse one, I think is a really interesting verse because it takes the aspect of, the stage yeah. and it doesn't look at the stage anymore, but it points it's the audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cool. And it says, therefore, <laughs> since we also have such a large crowd of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance, the race that lies before us, mm-hmm. keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I think it's a very cool verse. That's yeah, very good. Right? It's taking now, it's like, hey, as athletes, we need to not just look in at the stage and the game that we're playing at, but who's watching you? Yep. Just put everything aside, all the hindrances, all the distractions. You run that race. You remember who you're doing it for. Yeah. Um, and because it's like you have so much like you never know in 
dude, after that game, that interview that's going to come up, that post interview, like, there, there's going to be that kid watching it, looking for your response on why you did it, yeah. how you did it. Mm-hmm. Like, right? That world champ, how'd you get there? How'd you do it? What'd you have to do to prep to do this? What mm-hmm. motivated you? Right? And that could, is what could inspire the next generation of athletes. That's what can inspire other people to do something great. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's so much of this world is like, oh, do this to push yourself and be great and have a like that purpose in your life. But it's like, now it's like, how does that align with God and his purpose with you? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really cool. Also in this verse, I, I underlined it is it's like lay aside every hindrance and sin that so easily ensnares us. Yeah. Right. It's, it, there's a lot of sin that ensnares you in sports. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was one of the biggest like things that I had to check myself is in fighting. It's like, it is a secular sport. It's a sport oh, where I'm stepping into a cage to beat a person to a, a pole, person, yeah. and I'm getting paid to do it. And then now I'm going to go out, win money. You can win a lot of money in sports. There's a lot of uh, substance abuse. There's a lot of um, sexual abuse. There's a lot of things that go into sports. Um, and especially in fighting, it's so much of I went out there and fought, and I put in that work. Um, but if you really break down what's happening, it's not you. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um and I think having that self-control of laying aside those hindrances, whereas I could look at it like every victory that I've won, it wasn't me, yeah. right? I had not only people at the gym pushing me every single day. I had training partners that beat me up all the time, that pushed me. My coach pushed me. I have all these people that set aside their time to invest in me and to push me. And not only I was pushing me, but I was pushing them so that they could go out and compete. Um, but it's like, Really, without that motivation and that drive from God, it wouldn't have been there. Without him putting me in a place where I have the gym where I train, without him bringing those people in that pushed me, that wanted to put that time into me, I wouldn't have been there. Um, Without all these things that align Christ to get to where you are now, it's not going to be there. Um, And it's easy, especially as athletes, to one mess up, right? And the whole world turns on you. Everybody's whole world turns on you. Mm. I mean, look at like in my world, we have John Jones, right? Yep. Pound for pound, best fighter in the world. Yeah. Dude gets a DUI. It's like, dude, like, what are we we doing? You have Philippians four thirteen on your chest, like tattooed. It's like, what are you doing? And it's one of those things. It's like, as a Christian, you can look at that and be like, immediately tear him down. Mm-hmm. right but also when you kind of put yourself in his shoes in the place he is the best pound for pound fighter in the world he has so many things coming at him spiritual warfare left and right yeah and it's so easy to get ensnared and just trapped in those things that we're doing like honestly i think a lot of prayers we needed and going out to to, to brock yeah, yeah. on the super bowl and i think it's a really important yeah. thing to show um because he could immediately go out there and turn it and yeah i won the super bowl mm. if they take it you know yeah. Um, so I think it's gonna be very interesting in seeing his response before, before, and, and then after. after. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to see that interview about after that post Super Bowl interview, mm-hmm. whether win or loss. I'm very excited to see what that's gonna be like. Oh man, because you know these interviews, these interviewers, they like to instigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they oh, end up yeah. winning, they'll be like Brock. How do you feel that you outperformed Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. You know, the other quarterback. That's instigation right there. That's them trying to make it seem like it's all about him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see his response. Hopefully, he gives all that reverence back to God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have these people that'll try and instigate you and c- try and cause the problem, make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks like he's very strong in his faith. Um, mm-hmm. I don't doubt he won't give it back to him in the end. Um, yeah. I think already, like, he's already showing good fruits which i think isn't like a lot of athletes i see it like so 99 percent athletes to be like i glory i give this to my lord and savior jesus christ and then turn around and cuss a guy out over yeah. something you're like oh, okay okay, yeah. okay <laughs> sir like what's that about yeah. right or uh in those posts or those pre um interviews before the actual event that happens it's like they'll talk trash like up the wall and you're like What's yeah. your purpose behind that? Like, what yeah. are you, you trying to just get into the, their mind or what are you trying mm-hmm. to like, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and to see where that, that leads in. And I think that also comes from the, just the stem of competition. Mm-hmm. Like competition is huge, right? In sports and outside of sports. I think competition is in everything. 
Um, and I just want to ask you too, like Manny, what are your like views as Christians? How do you think we should view competition? Oh man. I like to think, well, first of all, like I said, uh, before my games and stuff, I would, I would try and pray myself to be humble. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't necessarily comparing myself to my competition. I wasn't trying to be, oh, I'm a better shooter than this guy. Oh, I'm better at dribbling or whatever. Mm -hmm. I humbled myself to a point where I was below the competition. So I didn't see it as uh, a gateway for me to bring that pride in. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a, a healthy amount of competition um, that lies in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but when you let it consume you and you let it get to your head, and obviously uh, just take over all your thoughts and what your end game is, that's when the competition gets mm -hmm. dirty. Because you can definitely have fun competition. Um, you see it all over in the Bible. Um, but it's when you start letting it mold you and form your heart to something that's yeah not godly. Um, so that's what I've seen with competition. Um, I try to contain it before it, it spurts out into mm -hmm. something else. So it all starts, you know, with yeah. getting your mind right. I think one of the verses I qu I can relate it back to is like Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, like iron sharpens iron. I think one of the best uses for competition is to push each other. Mm -hmm. And I think pushing each other is not a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. I think as Christians, it is very important to push your brother and sister in Christ. I think it's very important to check each other. I think it's very important to pursue God and that faith and the aspect of like, I'm trying to know Christ as best as I can. Um, and if through ways where I can push my brother in Christ, my sister in Christ to do that with me, I think that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. cause I think that's one of the biggest things that I can relate to is in fighting. It's like when I'm rolling with someone, it's me and him, all my training partners, the more we roll with each other, the better we get. Yep. Um, if I'm fighting someone that's like less than like, doesn't know as much as me, they're gaining knowledge. If I'm rolling with someone that knows more than me, I'm getting knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, we're constantly strengthening each other, sharpening each other, working mm -hmm. on each other's skills. Um, and then when it comes down to that day where it's like, we need to stand for our faith and what it means to in that competition, it's like taking that step of humility and putting God before our physical attributes, mm. our own strengths. Um, cause I know for me is for a while I lived in the aspect of like, when I walked into a room at a tournament, better um, than everybody here, I'm the number one person in the building. Mm -hmm. Um, my jujitsu is better than anybody I'm in here to destroy. This is my mat. I'm going to take you the division. I'm done. Like I've already, I've already won. And I think in sports, it has, there's a very important aspect to be confident in what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes with life in general. Yeah. I think if you, you need to have a set of confidence to one, take that step forward. Um, and to like fight for your faith. I think one of the biggest things in evangelism, you're going to get those people that are going to fight back. They're going to throw questions at you that are going to turn you for a, a brain turner. Like you're going to be like, I don't have an answer for that. And that's, yeah. what's going to push you mm -hmm. um, to dive into the word more, to dive into those things that are going to make your faith stronger, right? Without being attacked, you're not getting stronger. Yeah. Right. And I think it's one of those things too, as Christians, we like look at, it's like, we don't evangelize enough. Like you're like, Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not good at talking to people about the, uh, the gospel. Well, how many times have you gone out and talked about the people about the gospel? Yeah. It's like, how many times have you gone to your school and asked the kid next to you about Jesus? Mm -hmm. And not just, oh, are you a Christian? They say, yeah, but no, like, what well, What do you believe in about the Bible? What do you believe mm -hmm. Jesus was? Who Who was he? Yeah. Like, things like, aspects like that. Um, because I think the best way of doing something is doing something. Mm -hmm. Right? One of those things that Jocko Willing says, like, so many people ask him, like, how do you get good at pull-ups? do pull-ups pull like yeah. go out and do what you want to do and get better at mm -hmm. um and like when it comes to the aspect of you believing in yourself and having that confidence i think it's important but then realizing that it's through christ who yeah. strengthens me mm -hmm. you are not the one that is going out there i'm going in that building yeah i'm good at jujitsu i believe i'm good at jujitsu but i know i'm not the number one in the building no in the back of my mind, I know that. Mm -hmm. But also, that's I know for an instant, as soon as I step on that mat, God's will is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Win or lose. 
And so it's one of those aspects of, I think, especially as athletes, is like you've trained, believe in your ability and what God has given you those blessings in. If he's blessed you with physical strength, use that physical strength. Mm -hmm. If he's blessed you with that knowledge to go and learn and to break down sports and be good at it, use it. Mm -hmm. But where does that come from? Where does your strength reside and where does it come from? The Lord, always. Um, and I think giving praise is important. After all of my matches, I've always looked to, at the end of my match, give the glory to God. Literally, when I won my first MMA match, I dropped to the floor and just, I started praying. Because mm -hmm. I, one, I didn't believe that. I was like, I did this. I was like, this is yeah, crazy. So much went into that, that single fight. Um, but then as an aspect, like the first thing I wanted to do in my mindset, and I was prepping myself before the fight to do it was, when I won is I didn't want to gloat. I didn't want to bring the spotlight on me. I just wanted to just go straight to the Lord with my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, Ultimately, I think one of the biggest things is like you have those witnesses watching you. And I think that's going to be the very interesting aspect of Brock Birdie here is like a lot of people are going to watch him. So how is he going to react in that winning in the game? Is he going to get frustrated and start freaking out during the game in areas? Is he going to crumble? Right. Is he going to step up to the plate? Is he going to pull the dub? And if he pulls the dub, how is he going to show that glory to the God? Yeah. And that's why I'm very interesting. I think if the Super Bowl is going to be very interesting this year. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. With that, who who do you think who do you think's taking it? I think the 49ers got 49ers? it. 49ers? Yeah. I think I'm confident in everybody, obviously. Uh, mm. Brock Purdy. Um, and they just they look like they have really good team chemistry. Yeah. Chiefs, you look at their lineup and they just look like a lot of ego. It's all me. They look like they, well, they do it all for themselves. Um and that's that's already bad. Yeah. So I, I automatically think that the 49ers are going to interesting. Take it. I think so. Yeah. I have a lot of people flash the 49ers, especially at the gym. A lot of kids talking some trash about 49ers. And I think it's funny. So I'm open. I don't care personally. Um, But, you know, I'm, I might, a little biased. I might root for the Chiefs a little bit just to go to the gym. You know, <laughs> I might I might rub it in the face, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, personally, I don't watch football a lot, so my opinion doesn't no, stand in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, <laughs> I'm a fighter. Um, I pay attention to MMA and stuff, but no. I think it's gonna be a very interesting game, um, and I think it's gonna be a great way to just to connect and fellowship. Super Bowl is always a great time to get parties, have a good time, fellowship mm -hmm. with others. Um, I think it's very yeah. cool. Um, you got anything else on that? Um, just one thing. Uh, yeah, from Second Timothy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Paul. He's he's done everything, yeah, in his life, and to lead him up to this moment, you know, he's in prison. Um, you know, he was beaten, he was persecuted, all these things. Um, and you look at it right here; he's writing this right before he died. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm. That's a perfect example of how we should be. You fought the good fight. You know, you did everything you could, and you finished the race, you know, just like, you know, God tells us we get to that yeah. end point. And there's, like I said, uh, there's pride and there's godly confidence. We can have that godly confidence. Um, and, you know, when we win, we give it all back mm -hmm. to him. Remember that that reverence and give it back to him. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you dropped to your knees and started praying. That's you finishing that race right there with God in mind. Um, yeah and so that's cool um, no I love that just like Paul I think it's a great place to stand too for like if you're in a sport and you lose because like so many times like we just beat ourselves up and we're like dude it's over like I can't do this anymore I suck like you just beat yourself up over it and it's like one of those things like you fought your good fight you gave 110% the Lord does not bash on you for that nope. right sometimes we need to be humbled that happens yeah. a lot mm -hmm. right those world championships I got humbled I took second in the finals I didn't win I got disqualified. Sucked. I hated it. Sucked. But it was one of those things where, like, in that time, the Lord willed his purpose, and he knew what I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and that was ultimate. I, Absolutely. No matter any of the training or any of the things I could have done would have changed that, yeah. ultimately. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I love about that, too. I think that's huge. Um, I think it's really cool. And just looking back at, like, David, too, it's like one of those things where, like, when he went and fought Goliath, he didn't put on armor. They try to fit him in armor, and he's all, dude, get this off no, me. I don't, I don't need that. this. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, people look at him as crazy and be like, dude, this guy's nuts. He's cocky. Like, who is this guy? 
well, 14 year old kid about to go fight a nine foot nine giant. But no, he was so faithful in the Lord and had that confidence in that he was going to protect him and take care of him. Mm-hmm. He didn't need it. He went out that, picked up that smooth stone, chucked it, boom, dropped him, done. Mm-hmm. Right? And all the Philistines turned and ran. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things having that confidence in God protecting you, having that faith that he is there by your side mm-hmm. through the valley of the shadow of the death. God is with you. And it's one of those cool things that mm-hmm. I think doesn't just carry into sports, but life. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things that why so many people relate to sports too is because you can live life that way. Yeah. Right? We train every day spiritually, reading the Bible, being in prayer, doing these things, just like we train for sports. Mm-hmm. Right? It's life. Yeah. Right? We finish a good race. Paul's talking about life there. But in the aspect too of like sport, life, it's sports, yeah. It's literally and it's the place of Brock Purdy, his life is football. Mm-hmm. But he's Dedicated. also a Christian, and it's how, how he's balancing that. And I think it's very cool. But, yeah. So, crazy topic. Very interesting. Um, if you guys have any questions about that, too, um, drop them in the comments. Um, also, come up to Switch Church Sunday, Thursday, uh, Wednesday nights, whenever you guys are there. Um, if you guys have any more questions about stuff like that, always feel free to come ask. Um, you know, we got Jeremy. He's an athlete. <laughs> you know, we've all played sports, so. We can oh, help yeah. you in those areas if you're struggling with that. You know, mm-hmm. with Pastor that Tim, Tim, dude, athlete is may not look it. I'm just kidding, Tim. I love you, um, <laughs> dude. Man, and that look like tennis cracked, right? Played tennis, um, into college too. Yeah. Um, lots of state coached, um, high school tennis stuff like that. Um, sports, running, also marine running. Like yep. Tim is an athlete, um, so lots so, to talk about things like that. He knows about it. Yeah, he's experienced um, it. And that's one thing we love, you guys. Your questions. And, and yeah. right now we're gonna go into that segment, you guys. We have your questions. Um, and today we're going to, two questions I think are very, two questions. Very cool. Yeah. Right. And the first one, it comes from Sky. So Sky, thank you for sending in this question. Um, and that question goes into how can I explain to my parents that I'm trying to let God lead my life and not them? I think this is a very, I think it's a very good question. Great question, Sky. Good question. Um, but I think it's a very important question that you need to be careful about. Um, because one, I'm going to dive right into the word about it, right? We got Ephesians six right here. Verse one, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment commandment with a promise Mm -hmm. so that it may go well with you, that you may have a long life in the land, right? Very important thing right here is to honor your father and mother, right? God has given you these parents for a purpose. I think it's a very important thing to think about and grasp. No matter the situation, right? If they're believers, not believers, God has given you these parents for a reason. Mm -hmm. Think about it. There's 7 billion people on the planet. You have one dad, one mom. The odds of that are crazy, right? It's precise. It's not accidental. It is precise by God. Mm -hmm. Um, The line it comes down to is your parents have lived life. They've been on this earth a long time, right? One of those things that I, as I'm getting older, I look up to my parents in a lot of ways, not so much of that they're disciplining me, but they have that word of that knowledge and that vocabulary that have that worldly experience. Mm -hmm. They're teachers. Parents are there to teach. They're there to discipline. They're there to guide and help. Um, And that's one of the biggest things that Ephesians is talking about here. It's because honor your parents, not only one, because God's telling us to, it's a commandment. Notice that mm-hmm. it's not, oh, you know, you, yeah, you, you only have to do it once, right? Yeah. No, it's a commandment. So it's one of those things where it's like honor your mother and father, but it also goes into that that verse three that I liked about where it says that you may go well with you and that you may have a long life, hmm. right? Yeah. It's beneficial for you to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're gonna have the best in mind for you. Most times, we'll say most times. Uh, but <clears throat> that's just the biggest thing you could do, you know. Um, they wouldn't lead you astray purposely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's mentioned everywhere. Exodus, honor your father and mother. Ephesians. Um, I even asked Rich, Pastor Rich and Pastor Carlos about this question. Because that's a deep question. You know? It like, is. Where do you find the line of... Well, it also comes on the sites where it's like your family and like people are yeah. you're close to. But then it's also like you're trying to like, well, almost trying to let God lead. So it's like very, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. It's like, well, 
what if God's word says this? My parents say this, you know, how do I distinguish what's right? Mm. You know, and God, God gave us these parents to teach us, to make us knowledgeable of all kinds of things. Some of the things that they might say or want us to do isn't going to be biblical. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, your parents tell you to go ransack somebody's house. You don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, but like uh, Pastor Carlos was saying, he's like, it's like an umbrella effect. You know, you have God up mm -hmm. here, you have your parents here, and you have you here. And, you know, if your parents stray from that umbrella, God is still going to be there. So you got to keep mm -hmm. God in line no matter what, you know. Absolutely. Your, uh, your parents say. Um, so. No, it, I love that. That's really good. I, it was a very good analogy. Um, but, you know, just you always honor your parents, you know. If your parents tell you to go, you know, go, go do the lawn before you go to church, you know, you're going to do the lawn. Or if they want to drag you somewhere with your family instead mm -hmm. of going to church, you might have to do that because yeah, that's what he tells us to do. You know, honor your father and mother. Um, and I know it's not always the case, but sometimes kids use yeah. church as the excuse to get out of their parents' mm -hmm. like instructions and stuff. Yeah. That's when that's bad. Um, yeah. I think it comes down to, because I know also a lot of the youth too, their parents aren't believers. And yeah. I understand that's very hard um, to have parents that are guiding you in sometimes ways that are not biblical. And that's where I think you need to draw the line as well, where it's like, if like goes right into that umbrella effect too, it's like mm -hmm. when your parents are straying from what is biblical and true, who needs, who is still your father, Christ, yeah. God, mm -hmm. he is still your guidance and where you need to pursue in doing that. Mm -hmm. But I think it also comes down to a real big check of are you going against your parents because it's biblical or because you got offended? Yeah. Right. Cause mm -hmm. I've definitely gotten checked by my parents where I was like, dude, that's dumb. I hate that rule. Right. Why, mm -hmm. why can't I be out past midnight? Like that's stupid. Yeah. Even now I'm 21. Oh, my yeah, parents like me to be home at midnight. Not because I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. No, it's because stuff happens after midnight. Yeah. The world gets dangerous things. Nobody good is out past midnight, one, two, three yeah. in the morning right? Things happen. <laughs> it gets crazy, right? There's certain things that are there. They've lived life. They've been there, right? I've gone up to my dad tons of times and he's literally just pointed things out. Like that's a red flag. Don't do that. And I've been like, Psh, I'll be fine. Oh, dad. Don't even worry about it. No, you dumb. You haven't been through that. This is me, my life and then it bites yeah. me straight in the butt. And he's just sitting there laughing. <laughs> happens all the time. Right. Oh, it's one of the experiences, little story time, right? Went out at my buddy's house. We're like, dude, Playing cards, having a good time. We're like, we did truth or dare. And we're like, dude, Tate, you got to run out in the sprinklers up at the park. It's like midnight. We go up and walk up to this park at midnight. He runs through the sprinklers like a dingling. We're all dinglings being dumb, <laughs> right? I'm like 13, 14. They're like 15, 16, right? We're walking back. Three guys pull up on us. Random dudes. Thugs, right? Right off the bat, our hearts dropped. We're like, we're dead. We're <laughs> done. Man. We're done, Right? They come up to us. They ask us some questions. Got a little crazy. They're looking for guys that stole from them, right? One of them even draw a gun. Oh, man. Got crazy. In that moment, we're like, we just, oh, we just innocent. We're going to the park, right? But look at the <laughs> situation you're in, right? My dad has told me many times, don't do stupid crap like that. He's been through that. My dad grew up in the ghetto. He went through areas where he walked, saw people. They went another route home. Yep. In that situation, I wasn't smart. I didn't do that, right? Went and talked to him about it later, and he's all, yeah, you guys are stupid. Why would you do that? Why didn't you turn around? Why didn't you go this way? Why didn't you – why did you go out that way in the first place? Like, doing things like that. It's one of those things where you guys – your parents have been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. Their kids, dumb like you, they did the same thing to their parents, and they got checked the hard way. Most of their intentions, worldly or biblical, no. is to keep you safe and to tell you, hey, I've been through that. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Don't do it the hard way like I did. Yeah. Right. I think that's one of the goals is every parent is they don't want their kids to figure things out the hard way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Some of those kids are stubborn and we need to find it out the hard way. I think God mm -hmm. humbles us in that way at many times. Um, but I think it's one of those biggest things. Your parents truly want the best for you. Safety, life wise, like they want to see you grow up, succeed yeah. and be successful in life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it really comes down to that. Listen. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Especially now I'm older. It's like, I look back, I was stupid. 
And you thank your parents for yeah, giving you those rules. I thank them. And it's like, now I look back as like some rules, I'm like, yeah, that's annoying. But also like, I understand why. You safe. understand why. Mm-hmm. Right? Because now especially I look at his aspect of like, if I have a son, how would I want him to live? Yeah. Right? How would I want to raise that kid? Yeah. And that really checks you. And it really makes you think about things. Um, and so I really think that one of the biggest things with this question, it comes down to, well, where are your goals in life? Where are you trying to go? Mm-hmm. Is it lined with your purpose or God's purpose? Because yeah. um, I think a lot of times if your parents see that your goals are lined, going for something noble that Christ is pursuing you in and he wants you to go for, they're going to support you, right? And then it comes down to where if they're trying to pull you away from biblical truth, what God is telling you, things that we know in the word, you have your heavenly father to look forward to. That's the ultimate thing you need to keep your eyes on. Mm -hmm. So listen to your mother and father. Listen to their guidance. Listen to those things, those worldly experiences, those biblical truths that they know. Um, But as soon as they start to pull you away from God's truth and our true father in heaven, Mm -hmm. that's where you need to really look at that. Where is it coming from? Right. Is mm-hmm. it your parents' opinion and what they feel? Is it? Or is it God's truth? What God's saying, yeah. Okay. So it's a really big check of our motive and our heart and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also our purpose that God has for us. Yeah. Right. Go off what you know. We know we're supposed to pursue him. We know we're supposed to be in the word. We know we're supposed to evangelize. We know we're supposed to do these things and promote the goodness of God. Right. Glorify God. Make his name known. That's our purpose here on earth. Right. If they're pulling you away from that, pursue Christ. Um, I think that's very important and huge. Mm-hmm. And the best thing you can do is just be respectful about it, you know, mm-hmm. honor your father and mother. And, you know, if they say something that's not directly lined up with what the Bible says, you know, you ask them nicely, you're like, well, can I do this? You know, I respect what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask that you guys respect what I think, what I believe to know what's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, you go from there, you have a cordial conversation with them still maintaining that respect for your parents. Yeah. So that's really good. Really good. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great question, Sky. We great question. Love it. Absolutely love it. So I hope that answers your question too. Um, if you got any other stuff to go off of that, let us know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause we're here for you. Um, diving around to our second question. We got Mikey. We got Mikey. Mikey. You said what was before the beginning? That's a crazy question, Mikey. That is a very um, crazy question. To be honest, some of the things I can go into to answer this is scripture, right? right go to that, that biblical truth that we know. Right? Go into uh, scripture. And for me, I'm going to go straight to Genesis. Genesis. One, two. Right? right in the beginning. Genesis 1. I'm going to go into verse 2. I'm going to read 1 and 2. Because it says, yeah. in the beginning, here mm-hmm. we have that standard Mike is asking in the beginning, okay? Mm-hmm. God created the heavens and the earth. He's asking what was before the beginning, right? Now, the earth was formless, yeah. empty, darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. All right. right Verse there we can see. one and two in the beginning was God. Yep. Right? So here's the thing I think, Mikey, that I really have to think about is our beginning started with God forming the heavens and the earth. That's what we perceive. That's where our time started. Right, so if you're talking about beginning, the beginning of time, boom, right there. If you want to start looking at the aspect of what was before, we have to jump out of time. Yeah, because that's where God is. That's where He resides. And even think about it: we serve a God that is all powerful, omnipresent, omnipotent. He knows everything. Right, He is outside of time, space, and matter. Because if God was within any of those things, he would be limited and therefore not being worth believing in. Yeah. He would not be the all-powerful God that we know. He would not be the omnipresent God that we know. That's yeah. everywhere, all at once, all knowing, mm-hmm. right? So truly, the only thing that could truly exist before time is God. Was God. Yep. Right? But when our time started, he clearly says right here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So if you want to start where that time was, we have an empty expanse of darkness, right? We got heavens, and then he made the earth, which is it displays and shows in verse 2. It was just watery darkness, right? So he made earth, and it was just a weirdly earth 
just watery planet, I guess. No stars, nothing, right? Just darkness. Mm -hmm. So it all started with darkness being formed, heavens being formed. Um, Now, heavens can be translated as as like actually the whole universe or actually like the godly heavens were made um, and going into stuff like that. Um, But it also goes into we have earth and like there's many different things where they could have said that's many planets, that's the universe in that that area um, or just our actual earth of itself. Um, but before time, it was just him. the one thing that we know is God. God, yeah. God was there because He's before time. Mm-hmm. He's before all of that. But I think also with that, I think a great place to go into is Matthew one, mm-hmm. um, because this is a verse that I just immediately thought of because we have God in the beginning. Um, let me. There we go. Um. Is it Matthew? Oh, it might be John one one. Hold on, am I thinking wrong here? Oh, John one one. Yeah. In the beginning was the word. In the word yes, that's what I'm. Mm. See, we're brain farting over here. No. Bo's laughing at me in the corner. <laughs> Shaking his head back and forth. Uh, but John one one, right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was right. With he was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created right in the beginning we have god right the word was with him mm-hmm. was god with god right he was with god in the beginning i think mm-hmm. it's really interesting to also take an aspect of like this is involving the trinity we have jesus with the yeah. father god the father mm-hmm. we have the holy spirit like mm-hmm. the presence of god he was what was before the beginning Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a loaded question, Mikey, because it kind of goes out of our aspect of like, we don't know what I bring. The Bible doesn't explain handle. what happened before time, what happened before that. Yeah. Um, people weren't made before that, mm-hmm. right? There was no documents. There's nothing before mm-hmm. time. Um, the only thing that we have to know is that God was before time, yeah. that God is outside of space. He is outside of time. He is outside of matter mm-hmm. because he created all of those things. Okay. Right, he spoke it into existence. He spoke it, and it was made. Um, and so it's one of those things where, like, if you want to know what was before in the beginning, God. Um, and outside of that, we don't know. Nope. We don't. And it's one of those things where it's not our job to know either. Yeah. Right. We know what we know, and we know Scripture. Yeah. And what it tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very important. Um, like topics like this are important. I think awesome mm-hmm. to dive into and talk about. Yeah. Like, I love the question, Mikey. Um, and I think it's a cool thing just to think yeah. about and like. Kind of dive your brain into a little theology bit. Yeah. and scripture and what it says about those. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, don't get fixated on it because it's not yeah. something dying over. Yeah. It's not a, a... If it was important, they would have put it in the Bible. It's not a, a, a place of your salvation, yeah. like being sacrificed over who was in the beginning, right? Oh, I don't know what was before <laughs> yeah. the beginning. I'm not going to go to heaven. Yeah. Um, so... But it's still a good question, you know. Um, it still gets our, our brains going. Uh, no, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really, Mikey, the only thing I can really tell you about is like you, you, we know, yes. the only thing we know through scripture, through truth is God. Yeah. He was in the beginning. He made the beginning. But we know that because he created all things and he is outside of those things, he was before. Yeah. Um, and it's really kind of goes on like the question too. You get a lot. Well, who created God? <laughs> You're like, that's a that's stupid a question. Dumb question. Because <laughs> um, the God I believe in is always yeah. existed mm-hmm. and you can't comprehend his existence mm-hmm. in time. Because he's outside of time, yep. um, and so it's very, it's very cool. Um, so if somebody asks you that question, Mikey, too, just tell them God. Yep. All right, that's right. just throw that question oh, out. Who yeah. invented God? Who made God? Um, he's God. How he's, much can God, God I believe in was not made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh, he existed since before mm-hmm. Earth and time began. That's, yeah, that's what we can give you. So I, I think it's a very, very good question. Um, and yeah. actually. Sadly, it's the only two questions we have for this week. Yeah. Um, but one of those things you guys, next week, you guys, we're going to throw out that on the Instagram. Submit your questions, you guys. Yeah, we love them. Some questions. Um, they're really good questions. So far, every week has been good really questions. good. Yeah. Um, and just, we're here to help you guys and just to dive into scripture mm-hmm. and what that truth is. All right. We're speaking to the next generation. That's what we do here on the podcast. Um, and we're trying to help you guys in every way that we can. And also, we grow. We grow in this so much. Like, mm-hmm. I love diving into the word and seeing what these questions really, how mm-hmm. the scripture relates to it and dives into it and talks about things um because i think a lot of times so many people can think that scripture was written so many thousands of years ago it's not applicable but 
it definitely is. It's it's so applicable to today. Yeah. Like we still go through all the same things people went through back then. Yeah. Um, it's just in a different lens, I guess. Like mm-hmm. just society, twenty first century has its own view on things, but this is we still truth it. to this day, and it will always yeah. be truth. Um, and so it's it's very cool to dive into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, you guys, if you got any more questions, we'll throw them up. Throw you guys up. send them in our way. We'll dive into them. Um, Good questions. Yeah. Um, Manny, thank you so Jeremy. much for being on the podcast this week, dude. I thank love you, it. Thank you guys right. for having me. Yeah, did you have some fun? Be here next week. Yeah, be here next week, you guys. Be here next week, um, yeah. And if you guys got any questions for Manny, too, if you guys see him at church, hit him up, ask him some questions. Um, Manny's, uh, no, he's he's a smart guy, wealth of knowledge. Um, I grew up with him in the youth group, super cool guy. Um, hard after the, yes. after the Lord, for sure. Um, and he's an active servant here at the church you guys so it's a very cool thing to look into if you guys want to help serve in areas um manny's a very good man to talk to and look at um and ask questions about for sure um so thank you man for sure i appreciate it and i've got bo in the back thank you you, bo for stepping in last minute taking over the stream for us um but yeah so you guys thank you for tuning in um come back next week thursday 1 p.m we'll throw up a a topic for you guys that's gonna be pretty interesting so Mm -hmm. uh stay tuned um once again you guys it's ng podcast Signing Signing out. out. See y'all.